Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle, creator of the Teenage Personality Quiz. Head to TalkingToTeens.com for a free PDF explaining how your teenager thinks. We are here today with Robert Keith Wallace. He is a pioneering researcher on the physiology of consciousness. His work has inspired hundreds of studies on the benefits of meditation and other mind-body techniques. Dr. Wallace's findings have been published in Science, American Journal of Physiology, and Scientific American. He is also the founding president of Maharishi University of Management, MUM, in Fairfield, Iowa. Dr. Wallace is the author of the book, Dharma Parenting, Understand Your Child's Brilliant Brain for Greater Happiness, Health, Success, and Fulfillment. Super, super interested to bring him on the show today to talk about how Ayurvedic principles and modern brain science together can inform our knowledge of our teenagers and how we then can communicate with them in a more effective way. He'll show us how there's three different brain body types of both teenagers and parents and how you can figure out which one you are and your teenager is so that you can start to do things in a more effective way. Really, really excited to talk about all of that and more. Dr. Wallace, thank you so much for coming on the show today. The book is called Dharma Parenting, Understand Your Child's Brilliant Brain for Greater Happiness, Health, Success, and Fulfillment. And it really centers on these kind of three different brain body types that you guys um, have, you know, pulled from kind of like some ancient Ayurvedic uh, tradition there. And uh, you kind of apply, you show people how to figure out which of these three, you know, their kids are or some combination of, and then also which, what you are. And then you kind of, the whole book goes through in, through that lens, like different behaviors that you could get from your kids and different strategies that you could use that would be most effective based on those kind of brain body types. So I am uh, super curious how you stumbled across this idea and came, you know, came to think, hey, this could be a, meth- a new kind of method for parents. Well, um, back in the 70s, I uh, happened to meet this famous saint, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And at the same time, I was a PhD student in physiology at UCLA Brain Research Center. So I ended up doing a lot of research on meditation, on consciousness. I kind of had this total interest in consciousness, what it meant. And starting with meditation, that led me to India a number of times and to get introduced to Ayurveda, which is their ancient system of health there. 
And once I got involved in it, um, I am a parent. I've got four kids uh, with my wife, and we're, you know, so it's, uh, I've been through all the challenges. They're pretty easy, actually, my kids, but I watched <laughs> I watched everybody go through everything. And, um, you know, it occurred to me that, oh, my God, I never got a manual on how to parent. Nobody told me anything. In fact, you know, my parents weren't particularly great. I grew up in Los Angeles in a kind of, you know, weird environment with the movie stars and Hollywood and all that stuff. And it kind of, uh, I just had no idea. You know, I went to all kind. I went to Berkeley my first year. So it was, that was way back in the, the crazy days. And so it wow. never, never occurred to me what it would take to be a parent. And then, you know, you stumble upon it yourself. You're reading stuff. You're trying to figure it out. But once I learned Ayurveda, I realized, oh, my God, this could be so helpful. And so I got with another, my wife and I and another neurophysiologist myself, we decided to write this book about parenting from the perspective of Ayurveda and also neurophysiology. So what's going on in the brain? And Ayurveda has been going on for thousands of years. So how do they know that somebody was a Vata person? You have a kid that's so creative, so dynamic, moving around, you can't even hold them. And yet they do get tired a little quickly. They are sensitive. They're the artists. And then you got the Pitta, which is the total athlete fire. And they're just, you know, burning for desires. They want to accomplish this. They want to accomplish that. And then you got the Kapha, who's the sweetest, good-natured, easygoing, a little hard to get up in the morning, slow to get to school. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And then there's you know, every combination, because you're never one of these things. You're always a combination. Yeah, right. And so if you're a Pitta parent, you know, like, ah, I got to have everything on time, got to do this, and you got a Vada kid, you got to tone down. I mean, that kid needs its space. It needs to be an artist. You can't impose all your Pitta ideas of what you want them to do, gold-oriented ideas. You got to let them have their joy and just, you know, smell the roses. And it's it's like that. The Kapha kid, you just can't get them out to school. You can't suddenly change things on them. you got to take it really slow and really carefully. And if any one of these states gets out of balance, you're in trouble. The Pitta kid, I mean, they're the ones that lose their temper. They're pure fire. Fire is just pouring out of their heads. And they can't help themselves if you don't <laughs> if you don't feed them on time. It's like little simple tricks. You don't feed them on time, disaster. They lose it. Something in their gut brain connection is there where somehow not having food on time triggers some neural network in their brain which stimulates their amygdala and all those mechanisms that are there for anger and madness, and they just can't help themselves. You give them food, no problem. Put them in the heat, either mentally or physically, boom, they have a meltdown. If you give them hot, spicy foods, well, they can deal with it mostly, but if you just keep doing it over and over again, they also can have a meltdown. So the trick is keep your kid in balance, be preventative, and know what's actually working inside them. I mean, a, a child, a young child is getting, you know, millions and millions of connections every minute in their brain. Suddenly at the age of three, you have more connections in your brain than you ever have. 
But 10 to 17, you're going through what's called neural pruning, and you're losing these connections if you're not using them. So the brain mm. is also going through these phenomenal changes. You're not, you don't even get the connections to the frontal areas of your brain, the myelinated ones, these fast connections, until you're 25 years old. So you may look like an adult, you may be behaving like an adult, but your brain's not behaving like an adult. So a lot of things are going on that nobody tells you about. So we tried to help parents by telling them some of the things that are going on in the brain as seen by people thousands of years ago and as seen by modern science. I love these three, the vata, the pitta, and the kapha. How did they discover these or where did these come from? You know, they go really deep. I mean, they have a kind of a different view of the universe. They see everything is emerging from consciousness and they see sort of matter emerging from consciousness. So these are like primal forces that are in nature. And, you know, the wind and space are vada and the the fire and a little water is pitta. And then the earth and space, that's kapha. So they see these things as being like Chinese mm. medicine. They look at it very fundamental and they govern everything in the physiology so every type of pain you experience every kind of communication in the body that's all vada it's moving quick um, very sensitive pit is all the digestion all the metabolism and cough is all the bones and structure but nowadays mm. people have actually studied these things from a modern perspective and they find that a Vata person has different genes expressed as a Pitta person. They have a different microbiome. They have different physiological characteristics. So there is a real scientific validity. But this is something that hap people just, you know, figured out thousands of years ago. And it's like, you know, sort of time tested over a long, long time. So it's pretty cool stuff, and it's getting recognized by science. And, you know, people now know that diet's really important. Whatever you eat, food is medicine. And these guys knew that years ago. So it's like, you know, we're rediscovering some ancient truths that just weren't there before. And it gives you tricks. Like, you know, you know, if you have two uh, teenagers... And let's say, you know, they're starting a love affair and you got one guy that's the Pitta and he's the athlete. He's out there, you know, hiking or rock climbing or whatever. He can stand the cold. He doesn't care how cold it is. He walks out there. And then he's got this Vada girlfriend who's very slender and beautiful and she's very delicate and very artistic, but she's always turning up the heat. So they're in this constant conflict. One is like, you know, freezing all the other time the other is overheated and as long as they're in balance it's power you know it's like the wind fueling a fire but they get out of balance and man that fire gets out of control and they start arguing and start going crazy and it's just you know a formula for disaster so again simple little tricks to keep them in balance and it's they're kind of lifestyle things, you know, whether it's diet or health or meditation or stress management. They're just things that Ayurveda knew about a long time ago, exercise. 
that somehow we forgot or we never figured out. And so we live in this world of kind of confusion where there's no, you know, we have a this incredible physiology, but no operating manual to understand how it really works. I'd love to just make sure that people know about teencounseling.com. That's where I recommend people go to find the right counselor or therapist for your teenager. They'll get matched up with someone right on their smartphone. They can start communicating within 24 hours. Teencounseling.com. Through our partnership with teencounseling.com, you can also get an exclusive discount on your first month if you use the code TALKINGTOTEENS. Well, I've been traveling for the past three months, and I'm finally coming back to the States. Really excited to get back to all of my favorite Wild Foods products. If you haven't checked out wildfoods.co, these guys are the nutrition company that I've been talking about on the podcast for a while now. Their products are awesome, and I love the mission that this company is on. Wild Foods specializes in real foods from small producers around the world and they get really passionate about ingredients and the story behind the ingredients. They believe that food is the most important aspect of health and longevity. And they've even given our listeners a 12% discount as part of our partnership. And you can get that with the code TALKINGWILD at wildfoods.co. So, okay, so this kind of example that you were just talking about um, where you have a relationship between two kids uh, and you're using the brain body types to kind of inform that is what I thought was a really cool section of the book where you go through every possible combination and talk about some tips. And then there was another one that I thought was really nice where you have the parent-child relationship and you go through all of the different ones of how your brain body type as a parent is going to influence your parenting style. And then you actually go through every combination of, you know, if, if you're this and you have this kind of a kid, like what, what could you do? So uh, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about like, yeah, I guess we know we don't have to go through every combination, but like just how do the how do the how do they affect your parenting, you know, and then how can you kind of Well, I wish that? I knew this stuff when I first was a parent. I mean, I was clueless when I was first a parent. So <laughs> God, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, you know, I had kids that were different. I had one child that would finish a meal almost before anybody started. Um, and he had this fire in him, pit aside, but he also had a very sweet um, cop aside. So it's this kind of combination. He was very good natured, very, you know, kind of friendly, easygoing, really easy. Um, and then I, I had another boy. These are two boys. Um, and the other boy was um, also this same combination, but he expressed it in a different way. He would take his time to eat. I mean, We'd all be finished before he started, you know, and and he's very meticulous about everything, very careful, great athlete. Both of them were, you know, Uh intense volleyball players. They play beach volleyball, but two different styles. And they they were kind of complementing each other. They both had this fire 
an earth element in them. And then I had two daughters that are also unusual combinations, more artistic, more sensitive. Um, and, you know, they, again, you know, you had to be aware of what was going on with them. They, if you pushed, one of them was very, very sensitive, you know, had digestive problems as a kid. And if you pushed too hard, uh, just total would rebel, you know, react. So you had to give her a lot of space and you had to recognize that she was sensitive, needed more sleep. She needed structure. She's more of the wind and she had fire in her too, but she needed structure, but didn't like it. So you do everything uh, you can to create right. a routine for them and try to ground them a little bit. It, but they, they, they have this tendency to want to go off and keep, doing something different every time. And then the other daughter was much more kapha. She was slept through the night, so easy, so going. But she also had a vata side and a pitta side too. And you could see where she was had her delicacy. If things went out of balance, she could withdraw and, and maybe get a little stubborn, you know. So everybody is different. But once you kind of recognize it and you know what to do, it helps. Now, at that time, I knew nothing. So it was my wife and I were just, you know, it's chaos. You're just, you kind of figure it, it out. out. But when a kid loses their temper, you know, what do you do? Um, teenage years, I'd say, are the most serious because suddenly at that point, um, everything, you know, is huge. It's not just, you know, take care of this or take care of that. They can, everybody can get into trouble that, you know, fortunately, all my kids got through their years very well, but um, I wish I had known. I, I could have helped better by knowing. I was just learning about that time, so it did help me a bit. I was just getting this knowledge, and so I could give them more space, you know, because I'm very pit of myself, very goal-oriented. I like to get things done, and I had to be really careful how I impose that on my kids, because if I did too much, it just backfired. So it, it, I think, you know, to this day, I think it has its biggest application in relationships. I mean, you're right, parent-child, if you're a Pitta parent, you have a Vata child, you cannot impose, you can be controlling, you can set all these goals and they're kind of looking the other way, wondering what you're talking about. Right. They're, you know, they're drawing or they're doing their loving nature and you're all off. And well, what are you going to, when are you going to get your, you know, essay What's your deadline? What's your schedule? Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't want a schedule, you know, and the Kafa kids are different. You, you're, if you're a pit parent with them, they're like, wait a minute, I love my schedule, but don't get me up too quick. I, I like to sleep in the morning. I like to take a long time mm -hmm. eating. And you say, no, no, we got to get to school. Oh, I'm not quite finished yet. I want to taste this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, once you see who they are, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, I just had to give them more space, more time. I had to be not imposing my will on them. It's very cool once you get it because, yeah. you know, you can't always, if you're out of balance yourself, all bets are off. I mean, then it's no hope. If you're a pitta person out of balance, you're going to be angry. You're going to lose your temper. It's a disaster. If you're a vata parent out of balance, you're going to have no schedule. Your kids are going to wonder where the next meal comes from. And if you're a kapha parent out of balance, you're just going to pull back 
and just withdraw and get depressed. So you have to take care of yourself as a parent. You have to be good about what you eat. You got to be, if you meditate, you got to meditate. If you're, you know, I'm into transcendental meditation. That was the thing I got involved in and it helped. I mean, I could be upset or angry as a pitta person, but I meditated and then, ah, what am I doing? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to control them anyway. So what's the point? Let's just enjoy. So it, it, it's all about staying in balance and avoiding certain triggers that can trip you up as a parent. It's also about helping the kid not get out of balance. So making sure they eat on time for a pitta, making sure a vada doesn't get too cold, you know, in the wind and cold, they can, they're very easy to get out of balance. A kapha, you got to get them out the door, off the couch. You got to get them moving. So each one has their particularities and you have to kind of be aware that they're off in combination. So when one goes out of balance, you got to kind of check and see what it is that's out of balance and then try to help it get back in balance. But um, simple things like, you know, having good sleep habits, meditating, having, you know, good eating habits. I mean, those that's the kind of foundation of all these systems of natural medicine. They don't want to take drugs. They wouldn't like all the drugs kids are taking, you know, that are prescribed to them. They'd think it was nuts. They A lot of these are Vada problems. They'd have all kinds of really ridiculously simple solutions, like a Vada kid that has, you know, what you might call these days ADHD or, you know, their attention is wandering all over. I mean, simple, simple like meditating kids, uh, they get a huge benefit from it. Um, autistic kids get a huge benefit. Kids that are, uh, and also like they have little simple things like sipping hot water. I mean, when would you ever tell somebody to sip hot water? But it has this amazing uh, use in Chinese medicine. It grounds uh, these vata types that get out of balance, their attention is going all over the place. Um, you know, it's like discovering a whole new archaeological dig. I mean, there were all these things that people knew thousands of years ago, and why shouldn't we be using them? Why are we giving kids drugs, you know? Or why are we treating them as if they're abnormal, you know? Just now, coaching is becoming a big deal. And coaching is an interesting thing. You know, we always think of coaching, oh, your sports coach, you know, rallying you on and forcing you to go to run sure. around the field and everything. But there's a lot of coaching going on now that's different, which is more about asking you questions, finding out what you want and empowering you to do it. And I would think for teenagers, that would be huge. I mean, really sitting down and listening to what somebody is bothering them and not trying to impose something or give them drugs or force them to do something they don't want to do, but kind of listening what they want to do and helping them take responsibility for their own lives, empowering them. Um, we're, and then, you know, you have to know, is the coach a Pitta person? It's just like a parent. Is the coach a Vada person? Mm -hmm. If so, is the client a Pitta person. So, okay, two Pittas, no problem. I mean, God, we Pittas, every habit change book you've ever read is written by Pitta people. 
They have no comprehension why Vada and Kapha people can't follow their simple instructions, you know. <laughs> but they're, you know, they're so goal-oriented. And so, you know, I think coaching would be a great thing uh, um, because it's it's all about getting trust and getting to really know a person and really being interested in the other person's views. And now you you put we're doing this another book right now, my son and I and wife on this, what we call total brain coaching, which is using kind of this knowledge of the mind-body types to coach people and then using some very good um, knowledge of habit change and how the neuroplasticity and gut brain, using that knowledge to help people change habits because it's hard for some people to change habits even though they know they could be destructive. We are here with Dr. Robert Keith Wallace talking about how you can understand your teenager's brain body type. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. But a new experience is fantastic for the brain. The brain loves new experiences and it's, it's a joy to create new neural circuits in the brain. Attention has a big effect. Every experience you have in the world changes the wiring of your brain. So you're getting negative attention, you're getting stress. It's wiring your brain wrong. It's really about an education, helping them understand who they are. Because the best thing that can happen is your teenager comes home, you know, as a parent says, boy, dad, I really screwed up today. I skipped my lunch and man, I blew up. And it's like, wow, I didn't have to tell them anything. They figured it out of themselves. You know, okay, maybe they had a reason for skipping lunch, but they knew it. That's so cool, you know? Or I really blew it last night. I spent all night playing this game and I loved it, but oh God, I died today in school. Now, if your kid can tell you that as a parent, you're suddenly now like a coach. Oh, well, you know, what, are you, what could you have done different? You're not telling them you're bad, you shouldn't have done that, I'm grounding you for days. You're asking them, well, you know, what do you think might help you break that habit of getting on the game late at night? Eh, yeah, I probably should, you know, turn off my computer and maybe I should take a hot bath or listen to some music or do this or that. So suddenly you're strategizing with them but you're not telling them. You're just being a good coach and kind of, you know, asking them questions and empowering them to figure it out themselves, what they can do. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable. And your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.